Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, welcome to Fast Break Breakfast. NBA podcast. My name is Keith Parrish. I've got Sean Keen coming up in a couple of minutes. First of all, apologies for the missed episode earlier in the week. We had some scheduling conflicts. John got, I believe, a rotovirus, and uh, I am very busy with my other job, which, if you don't know, is being a musical theater accompanist for a middle school. Yes, the job is hilarious at times, absolutely. Unfortunately, it also it's going to cause me to miss most of Friday night's huge Nuggets Grizzlies showdown. I won't be able to watch that live. Um, the Nuggets have basically locked up the one seed, but they would put a stake in the heart of the Grizzlies if they win this game. That would put them up six games in the standings, plus give them a tiebreaker. So that's essentially a seven-game lead. In other much closer races in the standings and in the races for playoff seeding, the Lakers had a very big victory over the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Lakers won that game despite Anthony Davis and LeBron James not playing. It was a massive victory for their hopes to make the postseason. Of course, the Thunder did not have Shea Gilgis-Alexander. He's in health and safety protocols, also has a sore abdomen, which was causing him to miss games before then. All of these injuries with the Thunder, including Kenrich Williams out for the year, they're legitimate, right? Of course, conspiracy theorists are raising their eyebrows. Like, is Shea really going to murder fantasy basketball managers for the third straight season? Of course, losing five straight games for the Thunder has gotten them up to... A 32% chance at a top four pick if the season were to end today, or a 7.5% chance at Wimby. Continues to be something to monitor. Which direction shall they push? The two and a half games towards a play-in, or the, you know, keep losing and increasing those lottery odds? But the Lakers win. It got them now within a game of the Pelicans for 10th place. The Pelicans managed to win a big game against the Blazers, the Blazers losing dropped them a half game behind the Lakers. It's also close. It's 
absolutely incredible. That's some of the stuff I talk about with Sean Keane on this episode, although we mainly focus on a little bit higher in the standings. We talk about the Clippers a lot and the Mavericks and the Warriors and the effects of the buyout market uh, a week or two after all those things went down. Anyways, if you're in the Memphis area, if you don't know, you should know. You can get big-time game day deals with buzzer beaters. Sign up for buzzer beaters from the Grizzlies by texting buzzer beater to 833-550-0028. Text 833-550-0028 to opt in for discounts to your next home game today. Get tickets, get hyped, and get big savings with buzzer beaters. Visit grizzlies.com slash buzzer beater for more information. Anyways, now let's talk with Sean Keen. I'm joined right now by Sean Keen, my good buddy from the Very Funny Round Ball Rock podcast. Sean, good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad you got the memo to wear a black t-shirt. Thank uh, you. you black know. T-shirts. It looks better that way, honestly. So when I put it on YouTube, I can put like your little Twitter handle in front of your shirt. Oh, perfect. And it can be seen clearly. Um, sometimes John wears a flamboyant bright shirt. I'm like, oh, I got to put this under. You can't. No one can see oh, this yeah. anymore. Yeah. So those <laughs> are the problems of a video podcast. Uh, a little early on the West Coast, Sean. You know we start the show, of course, with our breakfast. Have you had a chance to have breakfast on this fine Friday? I've, I'm on my second cup of coffee, and I ate a banana knowing I was mm. going to have this conversation. I would have eaten the banana at some point, but maybe not before 8 a.m. Are you a daily banana man? Um, I've become one. I've, uh, I'm not really that much of a cereal person. Sure. But, uh, like, uh, now, now I'm, I'm trying to just eat more. I eat like an apple and a banana in the morning. Usually. I mean, that's not the the only thing I'll eat to keep the doctor away. I'm terrified of, uh, doctors and medical professionals. So you should be. Yeah. I mean, I've, you've heard of HH Holmes. But I haven't. No, he, well, he's a serial killer from Chicago, uh, but he was oh, a doctor. Wow. That, uh, that reference. He had like a, he had like a murder red. mansion. I don't it's, like I don't like murders, Sean. That's one of my positions, and uh, yeah. like the whole the whole serial killer craze. Not into it. Yeah. Like, hey, here's a TV show about not watching that. Uh, here's a podcast about uh, people getting nope. Why yep. would I? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I like I used to. I mean, I feel like I was just a normal boy uh, obsessed with murder and death, and yeah. uh, and now I'm like, you know what? I'm out. Well, I I was I had like a phase when I was a kid when I would read about it a lot. Yeah. And then um my dad had a coworker who had escaped uh, a serial killer. And he he'd been like stabbed in the throat but he survived. What? And after the and after that I was like, "Wait, your, your dad's friend met the Zodiac?" Uh, the hill, the trailside killer. Oh my goodness. And his his girlfriend was murdered and after that I was like, I'm not, I'm kind of out on these. Yeah. Now. So like, like this, I, this part of the podcast right now, Sean, I hate it. I yeah. don't, <laughs> I, don't want I was like, yeah, I guess I'm, I guess I'm not going to ever read these books or talk about them again. I mean, I don't, uh, I don't know friend, if it's even healthy nice coworker. Like, beyond like America's obsession with murder entertainment um, mm-hmm. or it's worldwide murder entertainment. Um, I don't even like just uh, current events, reality, like, I mean, a lot of it's sensationalized. Like every now and then, there'll be like the ABC Saturday Night NBA game, and so I'm watching network TV. And then uh-huh. when the game ends, and I don't turn my TV off, 
the local news starts. Ooh, ooh. And I'm like, oh my God. Like every, every first story, it's like, this whatever. This teenager been- was murdered. You're like, what? <laughs> Wait, um, where? How? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, here's the even worse part. So I have, I pay for cable. Mm-hmm. And I have Xfinity cable, you know, one of the largest cable providers in the country. Yeah. When I type in the channel for NBA games, so I want to watch TNT, it's 1404. Okay. I type in one four and it goes into this search bar. And until you complete the four digits, it just does like a a a, a news search of like video <laughs> clips they have. And when I type in 1404, the first result is 14-year-old murdered. Oh God. Like every time I type in, <laughs> if I want to watch the Grizzlies play on local TV, which on my my uh, my Xfinity it's twelve fifty one. It's like one, two. It's like 12-year-old abducted from Kingsport. Yes. And it's like, like those are the things. I'm just trying to type in. I'm just trying to type in like the, the, the sports channels. I want to live in a sports bubble, Sean. I feel not, like I've had a very like so lucky, blessed, comfortable life where I can live in a bubble. I can live in a safety bubble. Uh-huh. And that's all I want. I, I, I don't want to face the horrors of the world, but I'm just, I'm just trying to type in. It's not even when they show me like some horrifying movie commercial when I'm watching the dunk contest. Uh, I just want to type in the, the local regional sports channel without telling me a, a, about about a, a, a tween getting abducted, abducted. Yeah, I mean, are you supposed to pitch in? Are they looking for like a search party or a posse? No. I don't know. I, I mean, honestly, I don't even know what the link is for. Is this going to take me to like washingtonpost.com is this going to uh-huh. take me to a pre-recorded news segment supplied by abc news like i have no way i'm not i'm not clicking the <laughs> is link it a snuff film like, like, like you, I'm never, not clicking you don't know it, but it's still yeah. like i just want to watch the t- i don't know what I'm, am i supposed to just use my voice activation am i just supposed to want to turn on my tv be like like uh alexa sports yeah like, well, like will that fix it for me because i haven't hooked my alexa up i've had one for 10 years i feel like i feel like you would also possibly run into horror just by saying show me grizzlies then, <laughs> yeah it's a hard not only is it a hard word to say it has yeah. a homonym which is horrifying yeah um another grisly performance uh <laughs> well sean um let's talk about some basketball you uh, conveniently you went to this clippers mavericks is this no the clippers warriors game is this right I, on uh, i did yeah on thursday night what were the what were the vibes takes I, I need you to go bill simmons body language in the bill in the building what's your body language report for clippers warriors um well so so the warriors have been really kind of junking it up on defense recently and um i think players are just less used to seeing this before the playoffs like in the playoffs People do like weird, ridiculous stuff. But the Warriors uh, ran a box and one on Dame Lillard and really flustered him on Tuesday. Oh, oh, nice. And then last night, they were playing comically far off Russell Westbrook. Like he would catch the ball at the three-point line and his defender, who was not close to him, would then like back off two steps. And it was clearly sort of psychological as well and uh not like westbrook needs an excuse to kind of turn the ball over a lot and miss a lot of shots but it definitely uh got in his head and he started uh playing even more erratically on defense as well Well, it's weird in today's modern nba when you're a good team and you elect to start two players who you don't have to guard where they're Mm -hmm. starting mason plumley and 
Russell Westbrook. And yeah, like this is back from me playing NBA live in the late nineties last century. I would, you know, I would, whatever, when I'm on defense, I'd pick my best defensive player. And then I would go into the settings and choose the matchups and always match him up on like the worst offensive player. So then I could just roam, just be free safety. Mm -hmm. That's what Draymond was doing uh, against Russell Westbrook. I was confused. I'm confused about the defensive three second rules. Like as long as Russell Westbrook has the ball, you can back all the way up into the paint and just be like, I'm guarding him. So it's okay. I think that's, I mean, I think you just have to step out of it. Like well, one, was he stepping? Was it? Was he even stepping out of it? Okay, so maybe I mean, he's still the same maybe he I didn't got know one if it was a thing out. where he's where he's like, listen, I can be as long as my guy has the ball, and I'm like referee, I'm pointing at this guy, he's mine, and then yeah. and then of course there's the leeway. Once he passes it, you still have three seconds to get out of the lane. So I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't maybe maybe it's a, maybe it's a gray area, but um, yeah, the yeah, Clippers, they're, they're a bummer. I mean, they it's, are a bummer for a team that's supposedly serious about. A championship. They're starting three guys who were not on the team more than two <laughs> weeks ago, and I kept I kept saying they got like I thought it was three buyout guys, and then I remembered no, they actually traded for Plumlee and Gordon. They did. Eric Gordon just has like the body language and just the body of a buyout guy at this <laughs> point. Like I think maybe Eric Gordon at his peak would have helped this team. But we won't we like with Eric Gordon, it wasn't like this was an all-star to begin with, and he just hasn't played for three I years. I don't understand the logic of bringing in these new guys and being like, hey, hey, Terrence Mann and Norm Powell, you guys have been pretty uh -huh. solid. You're you're playing behind these these new guys. Yeah. Like, is it is it all uh, like a politics with the locker room thing. I mean, it's just, it's strange because we always thought of this Clippers team as being super deep. Like preseason, mm -hmm. everyone talking about this team, like, oh, too many bodies, way too many bodies. Like, yeah. Uh, now it's like Robert Covington. I mean, maybe Robert Covington is just done. Maybe he's just not good enough anymore. They've but like got Robert a lot of names is doesn't what play. they have. Um, yeah. But like, Batum is one of their better options, it feels like. He's a guy who doesn't need the ball. He defends. He can knock down an open three-pointer. He mm -hmm. passes uh, pretty well. They're like, no, 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 we don't, we don't want Batum in the starting lineup. We, yes. want, <laughs> we, want, we, want, but we want the guy we traded for. We, I mean, we also traded a Vibes guy. We traded away Reggie Jackson, who, despite, he's had some rough moments this year. Very, very poor mm -hmm. moments this year. But apparently, by all accounts, a very, very pleasant guy to be around. They traded their Vibes guy away uh, to uh -huh. the Nuggets. By the way, Reggie Jackson on the Nuggets so far has amassed as many assists this season on the Nuggets in five games as Bones Highland had on the Nuggets this yeah, year. That I had not seen Bones Highland in person until last night. And at one point he had five fouls in five and a half minutes and it could have been more. I have, I have tape or I have, I, you know, check, check the tape as a, as someone who, who dallies in Nuggets fandom. Mm -hmm. like months ago I was like Bones Highland has a cool name I do yeah. not like watching him play basketball like, like he does not have like, he didn't have it for me um, no. and so now he's uh, he thought he, he's getting a fresh start going to the Clippers super excited <laughs> hasn't gone well uh, Mason Plum is like oh my god I get out of Charlotte this is gonna be awesome yeah uh, it hasn't worked out Eric Gordon I finally freed I have yeah. this albatross of being on the Rockets finally off. I got dealt. The Grizzlies helped me get to this team by swapping Danny Green in the three-way deal, um, and it hasn't worked out. And, of course, Russell Westbrook is winless on the Clippers. He's averaging 30. Russell Westbrook is averaging 30 minutes a game on the Clippers, has yet 
to post a positive plus minus. It doesn't make any sense because they also sort of don't need a point guard, especially like they they let Paul George and Kawhi Leonard bring up the ball a lot. And they have all these guys who are point guard ish, you know, like like. Uh, but not Norman actually Powell. the point guard ish who. The, yeah, the, <laughs> not, not, not the actual <laughs> not the proper noun point guard ish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, it it was it was definitely it, they definitely seem like they have more talent than the Curryless Golden State Warriors for sure. And I mean, they the, that third quarter they got beat by twenty plus points, something like that. They got doubled up in the second half. It was seventy That's to crazy. thirty-five. Seventy to thirty-five and, in the second and, half. It was very exciting in the arena, but in the fourth quarter, I think everyone was bracing for, okay, this is going to be the bench. Like the Warriors are playing two two way guys, heavy minutes. Like this is a, this is a name laden. Like the Clippers roster is full of uh, potential 2017 all-stars basically. (laughs) And, and then it just, they just didn't have it. Uh, Paul George was pretty bad, but I can't, I think he was just sort of a cold shooter, but I don't, but it does feel like Westbrook is like an energy vampire. Yeah. It was mean that they called him a vampire, vampire, but he's, he's an energy vampire. He's like, even even Zubach looked depressed in street clothes on the bench. Well, so Zubach didn't play, which of course they, you know, it's like much like the Grizzlies. Should you be depending that much on Steven Adams? (laughs) Like maybe the Clippers really need Zubach in there. I'm, I'm still just perplexed. Like you have Kawhi Leonard who, is averaging 37 minutes a game in like the past. It's like basically two months. And beyond that, he's awesome. Yeah, he's been really he's, good. He's like 53% from the field since January 1st, averaging 29 yeah. points per game. And it seems like just fill in the role players. <laughs> just fill in role player and you have them. You have Terrence Mann, you have Nick Batum, and you have Covington. Like just fill in the role players. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Are Eric Gordon and Robert Cohen? Why are you giving your season to Eric Gordon and Russell Westbrook? It is wild. And it makes me think that, um, well, supposedly Kawhi uh, determines his own minutes. Like he was subbing himself in and out of games earlier this year. Oh, my God. And apparently Paul George is the assistant GM because he pushed hard (laughs) for Westbrook. And I mean, someone pushed hard for Eric Gordon. And I don't feel like it was uh Tyrone Lewis. I do not mind Eric Gordon on this team. I mm-hmm. I I think he's he's going to be a fine option. Maybe Norm Powell pref- prefers to be that sixth man guy. But like mm-hmm. Norm Powell yeah, right, right. is better than Eric Gordon. Just period. Yes. At everything. Yes. At everything. Maybe not guarding fours. Like Eric Gordon does have that stoutness now where he can maybe yeah. level up, size up uh, on defense. But like I understand Eric Gordon being out there, but like the combination of Gordon and Westbrook, and then also like the non-shooting Plumley, you're just making it hard on yourself. I mean, maybe we're overreacting because these four losses since the since the Clippers got Westbrook are against legitimate opponents. I mean, you yeah. lose at the Warriors, you lose at the Nuggets. Okay, people don't win in those places. Then mm-hmm. you dropped home games to the Kings. All right, that's not great, but it was and a, it was, it was, you know, it was the best game of all time. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the second, <laughs> the second highest scoring game ever. Also, they blew that game like five times. Yeah, they really they, did. They, 
Um, I definitely watched the 10 minute recap um, because I can't stay up that late. Uh, that's but, a, yeah, so. Like even in the 10 minute recap, I'm like, oh, wow, they're up. They're up 11 again. Um, and then they, they, they kept blowing the game. But like so you lose to the Kings in a historic game by one and then you lose at home to the Timberwolves, which uh, can happen. Like they're not they're not embarrassing. So you've lost to like four OK opponents. So I don't think they're going to be like this nightmarishly bad. But if you say the vibes are bad and it, it, from the outward appearance, it, it seems rough. And then, of course, just like the way the Western Conference standings are so cramped together. It's incredible where every loss yeah. like moves you up two or three, or, you know, moves you down two spots. Every win moves you up two spots. Yeah. It's uh, I guess it causes the overreactions. I mean, it's it's wild. I've it's funny, too, because I've I've been. Uh, I've witnessed Mason Plumley put up crazy stat lines in a couple of games and in every single one of them, his team got killed. <laughs> like uh, back when he was on the nets, he threw down some of the best in-game big man dunks I'd ever seen. And uh, the Clippers beat the nets by like 40 in that game. And I think he had 20 rebounds last night. That's <laughs> and nuts. all of them were just, like a result of playing with Russell Westbrook. Though. Well, I just saw, uh, speaking of wasted big man, huge stat lines, I saw, I watched some of this game um, while I was in a play. I was playing piano to play, but had a phone. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. But uh, I, I watched some of this Raptors-Wizards game. Uh-huh. The Raptors blew a game. I'm only saying blue, like they, they were down the whole game. I'm saying they wasted a Jakob Pertle performance. Jakob Eight of nine from the field, he does that. He was also seven for seven from the line. They blew oh a God. seven for seven from the line. Um, Yaka Pertle game. By the way, fun with single game plus minus in that Raptors-Wizards game. Fred Van Vliet played 40 minutes and was plus 15. They lost by 11. That is crazy. It is That's like impossible. It is wild how bad that bench is. It's... It's like... Uh, I can't tell if Nick Nurse is like the new Tom Thibodeau. I hate him. It he they seems hate like him. He seems like yeah. like the biggest fraud. But yeah, yeah, he plays uh I think Siakam and Van Vliet are like one in three in minutes per game. And then OG Ananobi's top 20 and Scotty yeah. Barnes is like 21st yeah. or something. And it's just an insane way to have your basketball team. Like, like at a certain point, you just have to play a bench guy. And if it doesn't work, it's like, well, we're just not good enough we can't just run these guys into the ground like it's I mean, for for i mean they're what else they're can they do them, like, i mean playoff minutes to get the play, nine if you, seed. If, if you play if you lose if you lose the non-van fleet minutes by 26 then it's by insane. eight minutes by 26 i mean honestly and, and the funny part is to the eye test van fleet garbage just like yeah that, that that game he was rough um but let, let, let's go back to the warriors game because you're a yeah, warriors, yeah. you're a warriors fan and i am the a warriors fan, yeah. win this game the warriors are rounding into shape and everyone's like oh man this is incredible the warriors are winning uh -huh. a bunch of games without steph curry steph curry's gonna return on sunday uh, without yeah. andrew wiggins are they rounding into shape or are they sean merely playing home games that because is, they're that 26 is, and 7 at home and 7 and 23 on the road. Well, that's kind of what happened the last time Steph Curry was out where they were remarkably treading water. And it's because they were playing like eight home games in December, January, <laughs> basically. Yeah. And they still blew two of them at the end to, uh, I want to say, the Pistons and the Magic. Somehow the Warriors are, uh, I believe they're winless against Detroit. Orlando and possibly Indiana 
Um, yeah, that checks out. Not not some great teams, but yeah, let's see what they do on the road because they're 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 going to be playing in Los Angeles to a LeBronless Laker team that might also not have D'Angelo Russell and uh, and Steph Curry is apparently coming back, but they are on the road, which means they right. should be uh, not a favorite. Yeah, they've won four straight. Uh-huh. They've had four straight home games. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, I don't I mean, know. I, I, I mean, I personally have been abused by the Warriors as a Grizzlies fan. And so I'm like mortified, terrified of this yeah. Warriors team, especially as I see them like, you know, in that like four or five zone in, in the Western Conference seating. And I'm like, just stay there. Just stay on that side. Stay on that nugget side of the bracket. I, want I mean, to avoid the Warriors and Nuggets <laughs> no matter what. Um, I have been uh, I've, I've become convinced that they're going to end up playing a four or five series against the Sacramento Kings. Oh, you think like I dude, the ultimate like big brother, little brother series, which used to just be, well, that would be a dream to, to bullied brothers yeah. taking out their misery on others. Yeah. Oh, I like that bar. You just dropped <laughs> a beautiful rhyme, Sean. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I, yeah, I don't honestly, I don't know if the Suns like the Suns could catch the Kings. The Kings are like, the Kings haven't been injured basically all year. There is like there is they're a nice solid team. In my mind, they're like a 44, 43, 45 win team around there that just uh-huh. has feasted on the fact that their starting lineup basically has played the entire year. Of course, I think De'Aaron Fox is about to miss a game, but uh the Kings have, are just rolling along. I desperately, again, as a Grizzlies fan, hope they hold on to that three seed. Oh and, yeah. And I mean, like a Suns Warriors four five, get one of those knocked out in the first round. Of oh course, my that's, God. that's yeah. just that's a dream for uh the, I mean everyone for the Nuggets for the Grizzlies. I do feel I, I do wonder if the Kings hold on to that three seed. Will do you think the Warriors like are they gonna angle for the six? Does everyone want to drop down? I mean, I would think, except they just don't do that. They have yeah, not they, in general they yeah. Well, I thought I thought they would want to um I, I thought they would maybe want to drop down last year when it was uh, th- them or the Mavs getting the three seed, basically. Yeah. And I thought that uh, that path where they got to play, I can't remember who the five was last year, but it was somebody not uh, not scary, basically. Right. Um, maybe the, was it? The, no. Um it, it felt like a much I, easier matchup. I immediately forget about every season the second it's over. So yeah, I, 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 I can't help you there. I guess I guess I'll look it up for you. <laughs> Sorry. I should be. I should know this because I remember thinking like, oh, this is a much better idea to play. Uh, I'm trying to think it would be the uh, the jazz or map jazz. The jazz. It was the jazz that okay, uh, who yeah. the Warriors just Rudy Gobert is a bad matchup against yeah. Uh, yeah. the Warriors. So. Uh, and they didn't. They didn't. They pushed for the three seed instead. Um, I was I was terrified of the Grizzlies and still am terrified of the Grizzlies. So, well, I mean, no one will ever tell the true history of that series that Desmond Bain was hospitalized for a back issue. Like no one ever talks yeah. about it. Like, yeah, he shot eight times a game, guys. Like, like he, ne- he didn't shoot the basketball. Uh, Steven Adams was out for covid. Uh, missed games, of course. Um, uh, Jordan yeah. Poole destroyed John Morant's knee on a malicious, that's true. That's uh, pl- true. Plucking a, a rarely seen plucking of the knee <laughs> ligaments and tendon. Played it like a stand up bass. I've been saying it, it was, for months. It was crazy. It was, it just, was it crazy. Was, if it you was were like in the arena, man. you could hear it. A bong. It was just like a, <laughs> you could hear it vi- vibrating. No, yeah, the, the Grizzlies weren't healthy, and yet, yeah. uh, we're ahead 
in the final two minutes of three of their four losses, I believe. Mm-hmm. Was the fi- or maybe mm-hmm. it was two. They were ahead in the fourth quarter of three of the four losses in the final two minutes of two of the four losses. And then in, the, and then yeah. in one game, they were ahead by like 45 in the fourth quarter. Right, so. right. The, 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 the teams traded uh, pantsings where uh, mm-hmm. they got absolutely rocked. No, uh, I thought the Grizzlies were a fine matchup with the uh, Warriors last year. Of course, then Wiggins and Looney took over. And uh, and won that series, and we didn't. Looney have- was plumly like on the boards. And- <laughs> he he, he truly he truly he truly was. Um, My girlfriend announced that Kevon Looney was her new favorite warrior last night. Why is that? And, uh, Just because of the his, the effort. Yeah, she said she she really likes his vibes, and that he mm. seems so friendly. And she likes that he uh, does like. Uh, she's not really like a huge basketball fan, sure. but I force her into a lot of stuff she likes that he's uh getting rebounds and is like yeah. uh we we really we were kind of near the warrior side of the basket when they were warming up and yeah. hilariously Gavon Looney just uh does like a mic and drill basically he he does not shoot outside the paint even in right warm-ups where you see like all the big men are out at the practice what line you do shooting, man and uh, he's that, just you're like, making me like Looney even more yeah yeah he's just like yeah bank shot Thanks, Sean. Tipping it in to myself. That's so. like that's like my wife. She back in the day. We're talking way back. Um, back in the day, her v- favorite vibes Grizzlies player was Chucky Atkins. Oh, he, he okay. did something where she's like, that guy hustles more than everybody. Yeah. And I'm and I'm my, my take on NBA player hustling and effort is basically everyone is trying as hard as they can. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like there, there's a handful of plays like Dennis Schroeder turns the ball over and stands still and does nothing. But in a general sense. <laughs> Everyone's trying as hard. Yeah, they're as they all can. going pretty hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when people are like, "Man, we got outworked in the second half," you're like, "Well, we we lost, but yeah. at work, everyone is trying as hard as they can." <laughs> um, <laughs> these are these are the best players in the world. They're very very competitive. Um, no, let's. Uh, oh, I was thinking of this. Another player that my wife and I both really like is Jared Allen. My wife oh. likes him for purely aesthetic, physical appearance reasons. Okay. Um, I, I also, honestly, it's a shared crush. I, I think he looks great. I like the hair. Um, but now I, I've started watching his post-game interviews, and the man is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And it seems so likable. And he had the great line about, like, they were like, hey, man, did you know when, when did you know that Kevin Love was getting bought out? He's like, they just told us he was going out for milk and cigarettes. Never saw him again. <laughs> did Sean, as, as, as a comedian, does he have a writer? No, no, I think I think he's really funny. He's just really funny. I mean, he was he was really funny um as a as a young net. He was like yeah. very charming. He's just hilarious. And yeah, and not in a um there are some guys that are a little more performative like that. Like Embiid tries yeah. very hard for his jokes. Jared Allen just seems honestly like a, a, a an eccentric, thoughtful guy. Yeah. By the way, that's how uh, buy out uh Kevin Love going to the Heat. The Heat aren't that well, awesome. they started him right away, and I think in his first game he didn't score. Yeah, maybe, maybe doing the buyout market. Maybe <laughs> when a guy's not playing on a good team, mm-hmm. and you think yourself are a good team, maybe don't start the guy who wasn't starting for the other good team. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't yeah, know well, the, the the Bucks are adding, gonna add Goran Dragic too. That'll probably help. And it's a weird, but but they just kind of do that every year. They have some just... veteran guard. I think they're just saving on moving expenses since Chicago and Milwaukee are so close. Right, right. Well, and they geographically they, very, very close. <laughs> they like add and drop George Hill every yeah. season. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's like Jeff Teague, Javon Carter. Once a year, they add like 
a veteran point guard in February just in case. And then sometimes he ends up playing like 15 maybe, minutes a game in the playoffs. Maybe the Bucks have so many luxury tax payments that they were like, is there any player we can get that doesn't even have to move? Yes. And Goran Dragic is like, man, I'll commute. Yeah, I, I, like, I, I'm not gonna break this lease. Yeah, like, yeah. What? Is, yeah, I can drive. It's not that far. It's like a yeah. co- couple hours with traffic. Yeah, yeah. I can send, a, send a video coordinator to pick yeah. up. <laughs> um, let's wrap up with some talk about uh, the Dallas Mavericks. Um, okay. A, a team that is intriguing, but uh, they've been up and down since they got um, Kyrie. They beat the 76ers. I believe they made a franchise record 25 three pointers. They did. They did make 25 three pointers. Whether or not that's a franchise record, not my business. But uh, Kyrie and Luka Doncic both go for 40. What's your take uh, of the Mavericks, and how do you think they stack up in the West? Are they are they a team that concerns you specifically as as a Warriors fan? Yeah, I mean, I think every team should be worried about them because. They're not really like a title contender, but they're a team that could win any individual series because, uh, I mean, it kind of sounds Kyrie like are, a title contender, but that's just semantics, I guess. I know that's weird to say. Uh, well, you're not going to flip heads four straight times, probably. That's the thing. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah, there we go. But um, yeah, I guess it's I guess it's more like I don't think they would be favored in any series, but I would never be surprised with them winning a game. It's just very tough. I think in the playoffs in particular to rely on two of your guys combining for 70 points. That being said, Kyrie Irving has done that in the playoffs a couple of times. Uh, So, I mean, they, they are legitimately, I think Kyrie is the best isolation scorer in the NBA this year. And Luca is not far off. Yeah. And so um, it's weird because there's no one is even really guaranteeing that this is going to be like a long-term partnership too. Like Kyrie's not going to get extended. I think they're probably going to max him out in the off season just because I they, I don't know how you wouldn't. I mean, yeah. And he's going to be on good. You assume, I mean, maybe this will yeah. uh, be wrong. You assume he's going to be on his best behavior all year. And if he's good in the playoffs, yeah, you, you just got to max him out. Yeah. And I just, I can't see them trading him to the Lakers after this, but uh, which is the other place he would want to go um but yeah it's it's weird because their their defense is really bad just just fantastically terrible and probably you can figure probably that offense becomes a little more stoppable when a team just has a chance to game plan against them for a week and a half but at the same time there's with with each of those guys there's a certain amount of uh like limit limitations to what you can do yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can you can do a lot of schemes against Kyrie Irving, but he is a crazy dribbler. And when he gets hot, he just makes shots from 30 feet away. You know, so I kind of think I kind of think the Mavericks might have like an extremely high ceiling, like absolutely <laughs> incredible ceiling. And it's, some of this is probably too influenced by them whipping up on the Sixers. The Sixers were on the second out of a back to back. By the way, the Sixers on the second out of a back to back coming off a 20 point win are like mm-hmm. now's the time. Or we should probably move Melton back to the bench, like w- winning by twenty. Nah, let's yeah. uh, let's let's switch it up. And so, like when the Sixers lose and Melton doesn't start, not my problem. But, it is actually um, one of my favorite things in the world when the Sixers uh, lose in a disappointing way, like they did today, yeah. because uh, people in Philly do not hold back on their. No. Um, and again, they had a dominant win uh, Wednesday night. They've been great, and there were people yeah. just saying like. Just, just yeah, the Mavericks made of the 25 threes. 
Yeah. They got up by and 25. I, was, I mean, the, and even the Sixers made it like exciting and close at the end. <laughs> and Philly fans were just like, disband the team, take the franchise yeah. away. By the way, PJ Tucker to a legitimate team. <laughs> PJ Tucker was a minus 30 in this one. Uh, there was a is, point in the third quarter <laughs> where I think he had not put up any stats at all. Yeah. Yeah. Except for that huge negative plus minus. But no, I think, I think the Mavericks might be terrifying because they're doing what I wish the Clippers would do. They just have dudes. They just put mm-hmm. complimentary pieces all around the Mavericks. And I think that they made a, a needed adjustment for this specific game. Like in the, I believe the previous two games, they had started Justin Holiday, which oh, I was yeah, like, this is the same. This is, this is another buyout guy. <laughs> Where's like, hey, hey, Josh Green's coming on great. Young, athletic, three-point shooter, plays uh-huh. defense, very efficient scorer. Um, what about this guy, though, we picked up who wasn't playing on the Hawks? Right. <laughs> like, I, and again, I am a huge Justin Holiday fan. And he comes out and buries a bunch of threes his first game of the Mavericks, but they're like, hey, let's start him. Like, why? Yeah. But no. I do think I think the Mavericks ceiling is extremely high because of that individual scoring of Doncic and Kyrie, and then just the collection of dudes: mm-hmm. Maxi Kleber, the Dwight Powell for the front court, Christian Tim Wood, Hardaway Jr. Just to fill like, in, and then like yeah, and then like again, guys who don't need the ball, Reggie Bullock, who we know makes his three pointers after the first two months of the season. Once the yeah, first he's of the season, terrible in November, he, he makes them. So like, and then he's fine. Yeah, I think there's a chance if they, if they don't absolutely hate. Jason Kidd by now, which they might. That's like the one drawback mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. my enthusiasm yeah. is that it seems like Jason Kidd is saying all the wrong things in every press conference. And so maybe they're mm-hmm. just done with them. But I do think this team, which was really good at defense last year, if they found any of that again, and once they get totally healthy with Powell and, and Kleber, and uh, like, uh, I think they, they might be awesome. Like if you have the option of playing Justin Holiday or not playing Justin Holiday, like I think they, they could actually be legit. So like they, they definitely kind of scare me. I think Kleber coming back is is a really big deal, and yeah, they don't really have to be a good, de- a great defense. They just can't be the worst defense, right? So if they're like the twentieth best defense in the NBA, the team's very scary. Yeah. Well, Sean, I appreciate your time, uh, and hey, it's always fun talking yeah. basketball with you. You guys out there, if you don't listen to the Roundball Rock podcast, please do that. Anyway, Sean, thanks again, and I look forward to the next time. Cool. That was great. All right. Thanks to Sean for coming on. Again, listen to Roundball Rock. It is a fantastic basketball and comedy podcast. If you want to support our show, you can do that at patreon.com slash breakfast. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also subscribe to the Grits and Grinds Grizzlies podcast YouTube channel. Keep your eyes open for the next Grizzlies Nashville watch party. That'll be March 15th. A game against the Miami Heat. That's at Noble's Beer Hall. It's an early tip, so be there and come get some Grizzlies prizes. Anyways, you guys are the best. Thanks for listening, and remember, breakfast is the most important thing. Yeah, no apologize for being TNT. Fan break, break, man. You understand? Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in, these deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.